0: Tonight we're going to continue talking about how serious sin is. We're going to answer the question, how serious is sin according to the Word of God? In Hebrews chapter 12 and verse number 1, the Apostle Paul says that we ought to lay aside every weight of the sin that doeth so easily beset us and run with patience the race uh, that, that is before us as the people of God. And that's what we want to do. We want to lay aside the, that which weights us down, that which causes us uh, to walk in a way not pleasing unto the Lord, to uh, stumble in a race. And so uh, uh, we're looking at what God's Word says concerning sin. Now this morning I looked at three uh, separate verses of Scripture that gave us three really separate definitions as to what sin is. We found out that sin is transgression of the law, that when you break God's law, you sin in action. We found out that the plowing of the wicked is sin, that those who stand in rebellion to God, everything they do is tainted by sin. We found out that for the believer, anything you do, and you can't do it in good conscience, you can't do it in faith. The Bible says in Romans 14... Um, then to you it is sin. If you do it with doubting, it's sin. And so um, that's what sin is. Sin is disobeying God. Sin is not being pleasing as to what God wants you to do and to be. We gave, I gave you three truths concerning sin this morning. First of all, we said that sin separates. If you believe it, say amen. Now for the lost man, we found out uh, that whoever has not trusted in Jesus as their personal Savior... The Bible teaches they are separated from a holy God because of their sin. Now, that's where I used to be. That's where I once was. God's holy. God's righteous. God's just. We are not. We've sinned in attitude. We've sinned in action. We came here sinners standing in need of a Savior. And so I want you to know anybody who's not trusted in Jesus and been born again into the family of God, you are still separated. From God, because of your sin. But I've got good news for you. God loves you. And the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. See, God sent his Son to bear your sin burden. Amen. To take the punishment for your sin and for my sin. And now the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, We were who once were far off from the promises of God have been made nigh, praise God, How? By the blood of Jesus. When we place our faith in Christ as Savior, we are saved by grace through faith. And listen, by faith, the blood of Christ washes us clean of our sin. Jesus took our sin so that we might have His righteousness. Sin separates, but God made a way through Jesus for you to get back to Him. Can you say amen to that? Sin separates the lost man. What does sin do to the saved? Now I want you to know, once you've been born again, it's signed, sealed, and delivered. The Bible says once you've trusted in Christ as your personal Savior, you've been sealed into the day of redemption. Amen. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 that nothing shall separate you from the love of God. What I'm trying to tell you is you can't get unsaved. You're not going to lose your salvation once you've truly been born again. You can Sin in the life of a believer cannot break your relationship with God. But let me tell you what it can do. It can break your fellowship. It can break your fellowship. And folks, that is still very, very dangerous because listen, when you break fellowship because of unconfessed sin in your life, when you're walking outside the will of God that He has for you, you forfeit God's best for your life. I don't know about you. I want God's best for me. Whatever I I pray that all the time and I encourage you to do the same thing. Lord, whatever you have for me, I want it. I don't care where it is. I don't care what you want. As long as I know you're leading, as long as I know that's what you want, Father, I don't want to miss out on that. I know that God's way is the best way. And so, folks, I don't want to walk in sin. I don't want to live my life in disobedience and miss out on God's best because of broken fellowship. You shouldn't either. It cannot break relationship with a believer, but sin can break fellowship with God Himself. Sin separates. Sin is very serious. We saw this morning in number 16. God caused the ground to swallow up Korah in the Old Testament simply because he stood in rebellion of God and of God's man. We saw in Acts chapter 5 that God caused Adonai to Sapphira to drop dead on the spot because they lied to the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you why. God is very serious about sin. We saw this morning that it was because of our sin Jesus went to the cross according to 1 Peter chapter number 2 and verse number 24. He bore our sins on the tree. So God takes sin very seriously. We ought to as well. We shouldn't excuse our sin. We don't need to explain our sin. We don't need to make it sound good. Let's just confess our sin. Let's repent of our sin and be what God wants us to be. Amen. The Bible tells us sin is serious unto our heavenly father let's not laugh at it let's be broken by it sin separates sin is very serious we said this morning sin saturates it affects everything you do husbands and fathers it affects everything you do and it infects those that are around you your decisions your choices matter and when you choose to disobey god not only does it um affect you it infects your family amen Same thing with you, mamas, wives, sin saturates. Same thing with you, children, young people, sin saturates. It greatly affects you, but it infects those that are around you. Tonight, I'm going to give you three more truths. First of all, sin is seductive. When I say seductive, what do I mean? Well, if you look it up in the Webster's, you're going to find that seductive means tempting, attractive, or enticing. If you have your Bibles, turn them with me, please, over to James chapter number 1. James chapter 1, the Bible speaks about the enticing nature of sin. Now, why is it that sinful attitudes and sinful actions are very enticing, very tempting unto us? Well, I'll tell you why. Because all of us as human beings were born with a sinful nature. See, the Bible says we were born in the lineage of Adam, and we were born through Adam. Listen, thereby we received his sin nature. Now, none of you know that better than your parents. I never knew it, really, until um, I I had uh, children of my own, and I started trying to raise them. When we brought Anna Kate home from the hospital for the first time, I'm telling you what, we loved that baby with everything in us, and we still do. Um, She was our world, and still is. All three of my kids, I love them dearly. But one thing that I found out about my children very early on is I didn't have to teach them to disobey mom and dad. How many of you understand? They came here knowing how to disobey mom and dad. I remember we had a little dog, his name was Bubbles, that we treated like our, our child before Anna Kate came along. And um, my wife loved that dog with the, um, every, everything in her, and I did too. I mean, that, that was really like our baby in the house. And, um, and, and we treated that dog better than most humans got treated, I promise you. But um, Bubbles was something else, sweetest dog you've ever seen in your life. And we brought Anna Kate home, and she grew to be about two, maybe three-year-old. She was toddling around everywhere. And one of our favorite things was to grab um, an ear in each hand and see if she couldn't stick Bubbles' head in her mouth. I mean, she would grab both uh, a handful over here, and she'd grab a handful over there, and she'd do everything. <laughs> Look at her. She ain't liking it right <laughs> <up>. <laughs> She'd do everything she could to get her head in her mouth. And I'd God, walk up and say, no, no, honey, don't do that. Uh, that's nasty. Don't, don't put Bubbles' head in your mouth. She'd, she'd, drop that, she'd drop that little head and po- poke that little lip out. She's so cute. You know, she knew she was doing wrong. They didn't want her to do it. And I'd walk out of the room. Guess what she'd do? She'd grab her. I'd go right back over her. She'd grab a handful of ear in this hand, a handful of ear in that hand. And she'd do everything she could to stick that dog's head in her mouth. No, no, baby, don't do that. Oh, that's nasty. Leave Bubbles alone. And so I'd walk up, and I'd spat that little hand. She'd drop her head, and she'd pooch that little lip out. All the time, she knew what she was doing was not pleasing unto me. But guess what? It was pleasing to the flesh. Can you say amen? For some reason. Now she's grew out of some of that. and She don't don't do it like she used to. But uh, um, I just want you to know, she knew how to disobey dad. i didn't have to teach her that. I had to teach all my kids, and I'm still having to teach them how to obey me. Why is it? Because she was born from a sinful nature. Where'd she get it from her daddy? Where'd I get it from my daddy? Where'd he get it from his daddy? We can go all the way back to Adam. Everybody that's been born in the lineage of Adam was thereby born with a sin nature. The nature of Adam. Can you say amen to that? I was, you were, we all were. Now let me tell you what happened. The Bible says this. That whenever we were born again. Everybody say born born again. Whenever we were, we had somebody born again right here today. Isn't that awesome? Wow. Somebody's eternity was changed today. Listen, they were on their way to hell. And now they've been born again and received eternal life. It's amazing. But listen, when we got born again, we received a new nature. Everybody say a new nature. What does that mean? God Himself gave us a nature like He has. See, I got a nature from my father when I was born physically. But when I was born spiritually into the kingdom of God, into the body of Christ, I received the nature of my spiritual heavenly father. How does that happen? Through the person of the Holy Spirit. You know what the Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 7? He said, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. How I many you know that's all we are, a bunch of earthen vessels? We're dust, we're clay that will one day go back to the earth from which we came. But how many of you know God has put himself in us in the person of the Holy Spirit of God? The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter number 3 and verse number 16, we have now become the temple of God Himself. What's the temple? The temple is just where God stays, isn't it? It's where God dwells. So when you got saved, you were baptized by the Holy Spirit into the body of Christ and you were indwelled by the presence of God and the person of the Holy Spirit the moment you trusted in Jesus. That new nature. Amen. So what do we have? Well, we have an old nature. Because we're still in this flesh. But we also have a new nature. And the Bible says in Galatians chapter 5 and verse number 17, put that verse down, go back and read it later. But in Galatians 5, 17 it says this, that the spirit lusteth against the flesh and the flesh lusteth against the spirit. They're contrary to one another. There's always a struggle within the believer. What the flesh wants or the sinful nature wants and what the new nature wants or the spirit nature wants. We always struggle with that. Anybody else struggle with that? You ever find it easier to tell a lie than tell the truth? Why is that? We still struggle with a sinful nature. You ever found it easier to sit at home on a Sunday and watch a ball game when you know you ought to be in church? We all struggle with that because we've got a sinful nature. I'm going to be just as honest. I know how to be with you. Uh, Eli Manning and Peyton Manning are my two favorite probably and my top five quarterbacks of all time. I was sitting in my house on a Sunday morning. And, and the, the previews came on that day for the football that was going to be going on that evening. And as I was sitting there, I saw that Eli and Peyton, Peyton was going to be playing one another. And when I saw that on Sunday, I thought for just a minute, maybe I could call somebody and get them to preach for me. <clears throat> Why? Because I got a sinful nature. At that moment, we've got a choice to make. Either I'm going to do what I know pleases God, or I'm going to do what I know pleases my flesh. Amen. And we all struggle with that. That's why sin is so seductive. It appeals to the sinful nature that we were physically born with in Adam. James puts it like this. Listen how he says it. Verse number 15, but every man is tempted, 14, excuse me, when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. See, let me tell you what the tempter does, the enemy does. He is going to put things in front of you that tempts this flesh, that tempts the sinful nature. He does it for all of us. It entices us. The picture there of enticement is one of bass fishing. See, you do the same thing in bass fishing. I love to bass fish. Matter of fact, I was telling a sister this morning how important it was that her husband bought a bass boat because it'd bless her pastor. <laughs> Look at her, she's shaking that head. No, uh-uh. So, so I'm, trying to, I'm trying to share with you that when I'm bass fishing, I'll put a lure on that line I like to fish with a spinnerbait. Anybody else like a spinnerbait guy? I love a spinnerbait. It's one of my favorite lures to fish with. I'll put that spinnerbait on there, and really all it does, it looks good, it's flashy, um, and it catches the the, the fish's attention is all it does. And, And so what that fish does, it sees that go by, it looks good to it, it entices it, and it bites that lure thinking it's getting a good meal, but really what it's getting is a hook. And that's the same picture right here. Isn't that exactly how Satan deals with us? He entices what looks good to our sinful nature. And if we're not careful, we'll buy it thinking we'll get something that pleases us, but actually what we get a hook. Amen. That's how a good meal can become gluttony. That's how he can change, listen to me now, godly desires... And turn them around and cause them to be sinful. How many of you know God gave us the desire to eat? That's what hunger is all about. But when it becomes gluttony, then it's sinful. Satan entices us and causes us to break God's law. How many know God gave us the desire to drink? But Satan can turn that around and use that enticement and desire against us. And guess what happens? It It can become drunkenness. Amen. Uh, You could go on and on. How many of you know uh, sex was God-given? But Satan can take that and pervert that and use that desire, that enticement against you, and it becomes fornication and adultery. That's how this works. Sin is so seductive. It entices us. Because of our sinful nature, not only is sin seductive, sin is very subtle. Let me read to you something that a great Bible teacher and pastor of years gone by once said. A man by the name of Dr. Frank Norris said this The downfall of humanity and the demise of nations can be attributed to the deceitfulness of one little element. What is it? Listen to what he says The subtleness of sin. Isn't that the truth? Sin is very so it's so subtle. Let let me tell you what I mean by that. Nobody who has ever become a drug addict set out to become a drug addict that I know of. For me, I mean I had a problem once upon a time with with drugs, and and before the Lord delivered me from that lifestyle, I'll tell you, I never started out to become an addict. I never started out to ruin the relationships that meant most to me in my life. I I never started out to completely tear down everything God was wanting to do with me and in me and through me. I didn't start out to do that. But it it happened. How did it happen? Because sin is subtle. For me, it started out with uh, being around a group of friends one night who was experimenting with drugs. And because of peer pressure, listen, I fell to temptation and curiosity. Peer pressure and curiosity, I'll tell you how to get you every time. everybody else was doing it and I was very curious about what it was like and before you knew it I had tried what they offered and in my mind I thought well I'll just do it one time I'll ask forgiveness for it and it'll be over isn't that how we think sometimes? sure it is but guess what happened when I made that decision the first time it became much more easy the next time to make the same decision and before long I was doing whatever I could to get that why? Because it felt good to the flesh. It pleased the sinful nature. Are you getting me? And, and before you knew it, listen, that drug that once gave me a high wouldn't give me a high like I wanted, so I graduated to what I thought were bigger and better things, and so on and so forth, until there came a time when the uh, substance had a stronghold and a stranglehold on me I couldn't shake. I didn't start out to be afraid to be like that. But sin is subtle. Let me tell you what I figured out in in marital counseling and counseling um, in general. Let let me share this. A man or woman who commits adultery, they don't usually start out to do that. Usually what happens is that man, that husband or that wife, whatever the case may be, they make an emotional attachment with someone who's not their spouse And they start talking about things they should only be talking to their husband or wife about. And because they make that emotional attachment, it moves on to other things. Why is that? Because sin is subtle. I'm telling you, the the man or the woman that is addicted to pornography, they don't start out that way. That's not how it starts. But they, listen, th- that addiction comes because sin is so subtle and brings pleasure to the sinful nature. Are you getting me? So we've got to be very careful. Sin is seductive, but it's also very subtle. Very subtle. Um, I heard a story once of the Eskimos that live in, uh, in Alaska. Even to this day, in the most remote areas, a lot of people can only travel there by dog sled. And that dog sled means everything to them. I mean, it's just like our car. If they're going to get from point A to point B, they get there on a dog sled. If they go to the grocery store, they get there on a dog sled. If they go to school or they go to work, um, that's what they do. And so those dogs mean everything to the family. But from time to time, a pack of wolves might kill a dog or may kill two dogs. And the Eskimos came up with a very clever way of killing the wolves. It's very dangerous to go out and hunt a pack of wolves. Before you know it, you'll be the one that's getting hunted. And so what they would do, they would take a big, long knife, and they would dip it in the blood of that dog, and then dip it in the snow. And they dip it in the blood of that dog, and then dip it in the snow. And they dip it in the blood of that dog that had been killed, and they dip it in the snow. And they'd do that over and over and over again until they had just one big, bloody popsicle on the end of that knife. Then they'd take that knife, and they'd go out and stick it up in the ground with the handle in the ground. And that wolf, who then had a taste for blood because they had killed the dog, it would smell the knife. They can smell from great distances away. And so they would smell that blood, they would come to the knife, and the, wo- the, 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 the wolf would start licking on that bloody popsicle. And you know what happens uh, whenever you go down to snowbiz. Shameless plug, praise God. Going down there and get you a snow biz. <laughs> Opened up last night. You know, you know what happens? You go down to Snow bees. You go down to Snow bees and you get you two or three big bites of that ice and when you do, your mouth gets numb. Well, that's the same thing that happens to the wolf. He starts licking that popsicle. His mouth gets numb and before you know it, uh, listen, he, he's tasting not only the blood of the dog, he starts tasting his blood and you don't even realize it. His mouth has been numbed. The knife's cutting him. And all of it tastes the same. And that wolf will die right there. Bleed to death of his own doing. Sin is subtle. We don't start out to be harmed by it, but before you know it, we go further. Than we ever wanted to go. One great preacher said it like this. Sin will take you further than you ever wanted to go. It will keep you longer. Than you ever wanted to stay. and It will cost you more than you ever wanted to pay. And he's right. Yeah. Sin subtle. subtle. Look, look what the Bible says in Genesis chapter 3. Let me prove it to you and we're going to be done. Genesis 3. Verse number 1. Now the serpent was more subtle. Everybody say subtle. The serpent was more subtle of any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said you should not eat of the tree of the garden. So he comes to Eve and he says, Has God really said that um, you, hadn't, you, you shouldn't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Is that really what? What Satan do? He, he's still doing the same stuff today. He hasn't changed. He's good at what he does. He caused Eve to doubt God's promise and God's word. And he does the same thing to us. He's very subtle. Look, look what happens. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the, tree, the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the tree, fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat, neither shall you touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. Can't you just see him? That old sly devil. You ain't going to die. God's just not wanting you to have what's best for you. And that's exactly how a lot of people think today. People think that God's some kind of cosmic killjoy. He just don't want you to have a good time. God knows you better than you know you. And because He loves you, He tells you what's best for you. He tells you what to do and what you shouldn't do. You ought to listen to Him. If somebody loved me like He does, I'd listen to Him, amen? And so... Eve did just exactly what Satan wanted. Broke God's law and it went further than she ever dreamed it would. And now we see the world in the shape it's in. Sin is subtle. Let me give you one more sin slays. S L A Y S. Sin kills. Romans chapter 6, verse 23, the Bible says, For the wages of sin is what? We all know what wages are, don't you? It's what you earn. See, if I work all week at my workplace on uh, the end of the week or whenever I get paid, I get paid every two weeks. um, Every two weeks, I'll get a paycheck for what I've earned. That's my wages. And the Bible says... The wages of sin is death. When you see death in the word of God, it can mean one of two things. It can mean physical death. Or it can mean spiritual death. Usually when you see it as spiritual death, it's called perishing. But I want you to know, sin causes death. Death is separation. Separation. Physical death is the separation of the spirit and soul from the flesh or from the body. That's going to happen to all of us one day. I already told you, we're going back to the dust from whence we came and our spirit, our soul is going to one of two places when we leave this walk of life. Either it's going to heaven to be with Jesus and live eternally or it's going to a devil's hell. And that's all dependent upon what decision you've made concerning Christ. So death, physically speaking, is separation. But how many know death, spiritually speaking, is separation? It's true. See, uh, death in the spiritual sense, to perish, means that you will be eternally separated from a God who loves you. And that's the worst thing about hell. The worst thing about hell is you will forever be separated from the God who could help you. Who wanted to help you. I feel so sorry for people who don't know Jesus. If you leave this walk of life not knowing Christ, you've stepped on grace and mercy and love and forgiveness to get there. See, the Bible teaches that both physical death and spiritual death happens because of sin. Amen? Amen? Do you know that one day we're going to die, physically speaking, because of sin? This world is marred by sin. Sickness, disease, old age, all of that happens because of sin. You know why I'm wearing these tonight? Because of sin. Sin that has marred this world. We live in a fallen creation because of the choice of Adam. Not only his choice, but our choices. And so one day... I'm going to die physically because of sin. But the Bible teaches we came here dead spiritually. Why? Because we were born into sin. We've already talked about it. And guess what? If you leave this walk of life having rejected Jesus, the Bible says you'll go to a place called hell. It's the place, listen to me now, where you will be eternally separated from God where you will perish. All of that happens because of sin. So what's the answer? Well, I'll tell you. Jesus is the answer. See, I want you to know something. I I want you to understand. I've, I've preached to you some pretty hard stuff today. Sin is all these things and much more. We could go on and on and talk about what sin does. Sin is all these things. But I want you to know, listen to me now, we're not defeated as the children of God. You hearing me? You can overcome. You do have victory over sin. By God's power, you can be pleasing to God. You can live a life pleasing unto Him. But it's got to be by His power. Romans chapter 6, the Apostle Paul deals with it. And he says very plainly, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? He said, should we just go out and live in sin simply because the same grace that saved us is the grace that keeps us? What's what he says? God forbid. That's the most strong rebuke he could have given in the Greek language. He goes on to say, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? What he's saying is, once I trusted in Jesus, at the moment I placed my faith in Christ, we are to die to the flesh. And then begin walking in the spirit. Walking in the newness of life. Look at the next verse. Know you not that so many of us as we're baptizing in Jesus Christ. We're baptizing in his death. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism unto death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father. Even so we should also walk in the newness of life. We ought to reckon ourselves as children of God dead to the sinful nature. I'm going to tell you something. You have freedom in Jesus. Now you don't have to do what the flesh wants. You don't have to obey the sin nature. You can live a life pleasing unto God, but it must be done by the power of the Holy Spirit. You've got to die to the sin nature and live in the new nature. Amen? Amen. Amen. It's possible for you. It's possible for me as believers. If you've not yet trusted in Jesus, I'm just going to be honest with you. Right now you have no hope. You have no hope of living a life pleasing unto God. You have no hope of spending eternity with God. But when you trust in Christ, there's hope in Jesus. If you're trusting tonight, your sins can be forgiven. Your separation can be taken away. You can know Christ personally as your Savior. Everybody stand together. altars are open this evening for anybody that needs them told you before I'll tell you again the altar is the place men and women have been meeting with God throughout the centuries throughout the, really the history of the Bible you see people meeting with God at the altar and I believe it's still a good place to meet with God so tonight if you need to be born again if you need um, your sin forgiven let me tell you what you need to do Just come trust in Jesus. Again, I can't save you. Walking an aisle don't save you. This church don't save you. But the same Jesus who saved me can and will save you if you'll trust him. If tonight you are a believer, but you need to get some things right in your life, you've got unconfessed sin that you're living in, you're walking in disobedience, get it right this evening and start being what God has saved you to be. Don't forfeit God's blessed. Because you're not in right fellowship with him. If you need Christ in any way, you come.